Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of The Sean B. Show. This is the inaugural episode, as I've done that like five times now. But it doesn't matter because football season's in full swing. and Failures happen time and time again. We're going to get this right. Football season's back. It's an exciting time of year for sports. There's all kinds of cool things going on, and I want to talk about them. So listen, give us a like on Facebook at the Sean B. Show Facebook page. Go give us a subscribe at the Sean B. Show YouTube page. Go do all those things. Hey, and listen, download this podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Get us those downloads. Be a friend. Tell a friend. It's going to be awesome. I'm super excited. A lot of cool things are going to happen. But in this episode, we got to talk about that 53-man Colts roster. And that's what we're going to do exactly right now. You're listening to The Sean B. Show on Second String Media. My God, good morning, Tuesday. It is the Sean B show. Uh, I can be heard on Spotify, iTunes, and Google podcasts. Of course, live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Twitch is www.twitch.tv slash second string media. And I'm live on Facebook live at the Sean B show Facebook page. Oh my goodness. There's nothing, uh, nothing about a launch that can ever just go right which is why I've done it about eight times. You know, not going not gonna to focus on the past. What we're going to do right now is uh, reintroduce the Sean B. Show. Uh, Sean B.'s been well. How are you, Patrick? Uh, we're going to reintroduce the Sean B. Show perfectly in time for the start of, dare I say it, Colts football. Colts football. I'm so excited. It's weird being in here by myself. I'm not in here by myself very often, but uh, Colts football is back. 53-man roster cuts have to be finalized today. So we're kind of going to watch that all day. I'm not going to sit here and podcast all day. We're going to talk about what's already happened uh, because some things that have surprised me have already happened. Uh, We're going to just refresh our kind of our tracker here. And I got another one wrong. Jesus, we'll get into that in just a moment. Uh, we got to talk Sam Mellinger. We got to talk uh, the upcoming events that will take place between now and kickoff Sunday, September 11th. Uh, Colts in Houston, Sunday, September 11th at 1 p.m. So everything between now and then uh, kind of instrumental to how this season is going to kick off. But uh, the first thing we got to figure out is who's going to be on the damn sideline. And that is what today is all about. The roster discussions. I know I have said a couple of things on Facebook that uh, not a lot of people agreed with. A lot of people team Sam Ellinger right now. Uh, he had a great showing in the preseason. I'm going to talk about why I don't think that matters too much. I could be wrong. I've I've been wrong already today. I think the biggest news we've heard so far today is that they did release Philip Lindsay. Was not expected. Philip Lindsay was supposed to be a roster guy. He was going to be that uh, running back number three, um, and everybody pretty much can you know what that was the consensus is that Philip Lindsay was RB three, but that is not the case. The Colts released Philip Lindsay today, so now we look at uh, other running backs. We got Deion Jackson who has not been released yet, and uh, not a whole lot. Other than that, like it, it was, I'm, I'm a little surprised that, uh, Philip Lindsay is not going to be a, a Colt. Uh, Devonte price also got released today from that running back room. That was not a big surprise. He was not supposed to be there. Um, so we're looking at, uh, at, I mean, Trayvon Williams is the only other running back they have besides Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. I'm, I'm a little I'm a little surprised. I wonder what they've got going on as far as plans for that running back room. So we will see uh, if anything comes out about that today. Of course, I'm following this stuff all day. I'm podcasting here for maybe an hour, maybe two hours. I don't know. I don't know how long I'll be here, but I'll be here a while. Nate Simmons says Jackson started Saturday, which told me a lot. Right. I, what it told me was, you know, we don't need to see any more Philip Lindsay. But uh, released this morning. A um, couple other guys released this morning. We're gonna look at one. Uh, one guy I thought I thought Nikola Kalinick had a chance to make the roster in the tight end room uh, with the injury to Ogletree, but I guess they're gonna go with three tight ends. 
I don't see uh, Jacobson. I don't see Jacobson making the roster. Got uh, Devontae Price and Philip Lindsay. We knew that. RJ McIntosh from that uh, defensive line. He's gone. Anthony Chesley, a guy who a lot of people thought could make the roster, has been released today. Uh, Jordan Murray and Ryan Vandemark are not on that offensive line anymore, which brings me to another thing that I want to talk about. Real hard-hitting issue here. Okay, guys? The Colts have had the backs, the backs of David Fry's Wesley French. Okay? They stand next to each other, and it fucking says French fries. So I, I, I think everybody thinks kind of knows that Fries is going to make the roster. Wesley French is the uh, kind of wild card, like whether or not he'll make the roster. I actually, when I was doing my roster predictions, uh, did not predict Wesley French to make the roster. But, hey, I did uh, predict Ryan Vandermark to make the roster. Not there anymore. So we'll watch that closely. And uh, Forrest Ryan uh, will no longer be in that linebacker room. And I... I not a big surprise just to not see Ryan there. I'm kind of looking through my linebacker notes. Uh, Bernard King, I expect to be cut today. Uh, looks like JoJo Doman and Weatherford are going to be the guys uh, to join Shaquille Leonard, Okereke, Zaire Franklin, and EJ Speed in that running back room. But, hey, we will see. We'll watch this closely all day today. I want to do some Sam Ellinger talk, though, because I got I've, I've heard a lot of opinions from a lot of people. And I have a, a differing opinion than a lot of people that I know. Um, and it's nice. I, I've read a couple of ridiculous things. Of course, you get on the Colts Facebook fan groups. And I, I read yesterday where a guy was like, you know, had said the Colts should demand no less than a first or second round pick for Sam Ellinger if they decide to trade him, which is ludicrous. Uh, Sam Ellinger's thrown nine footballs in the NFL and uh, completed three of them. So to me, I thought, you know, yes, he had a great preseason. We do a lot of preseason overreacting. It's something we do. But I, I need to I need to not so much focus on what Ellinger's done or maybe he's got better skills than Nick Foles. That debate to me is kind of irrelevant. What I said mostly yesterday was, if Matt Ryan's not under center, we have a problem. And I'm not looking at, we're not rebuilding. The Colts aren't rebuilding. That's not what's happening. The Colts are not in a rebuild. It's a, it's a, it's maybe, maybe just a slight window, but I feel like a competitive window nonetheless. I mean, we should win the AFC South this year. I'm going to say we a lot when I reference the Colts. That's who I am as a person. I can't help that. But we should win the AFC South this year. So you've got to think that a championship window, at least a competitive window, is open. And you you kind of put your eggs in the Matt Ryan basket. Now, when you talk about Sam, Sam Ellinger and Nick Foles, you're talking about, all right, so which guy, Provided the situation stays, Matt Ryan starts 17 games, gets us to the playoffs, we move forward from there. What guy do you want holding that clipboard and being under those headphones? And that's the question to me that you have to ask when you talk about the Sam Ellinger thing. Yes, everybody wants to see in sports the guy who competes the best and the guy who shows the best skill and upside to get the job. That's not always going to be the case. That's not always going to be the case. What's up, Adam Jennings, all the way from the UK, my guy. So when I look at Matt Ryan starting for the Colts, his support team around him, notably his backup quarterback, another set of eyes, another brain on the field, whether you like Nick Foles' skill set or not, or whether you think he's done a good job in the preseason or not, which he really hasn't looked good, that set of eyes, that brain, that experience is what you want. Okay, you, you very rarely get a chance to have a veteran guy like that who's been around the league, who's done won a Super Bowl. You very rarely get a chance to have a guy like that in that backup quarterback role on the sidelines, be in that extra set of eyes, 
talking with Matt Ryan uh, while the defense is on the field. You need that, and you're not going to get it out of Sam Ellinger. So then the question becomes, do the Colts keep three quarterbacks? Also, I must kind of throw in here now, too, because I want people arguing with me when I say this. Sam Ellinger has done nothing to prove that he can be the future of the franchise. I want to make sure that's out there, that that is my opinion. And it's just my opinion. I'm not denying that he had a great preseason. And if the Colts spent all of their time playing against third stringers, then yes, Sam Ellinger has proved a lot that he can do big things. What he has shown is that he knows how to work on an offseason and greatly improve. He's greatly improved from last year. There's no question about that. But to me, there's there's zero evidence that we should sacrifice a roster spot to keep this guy around for the future. I, I, I haven't seen any evidence of that. Now, do we hang on to him on the 53-man for a while, wait till kind of everybody gets what they want out of waivers, and then sneak him onto the practice squad? That's tricky. That can get tricky, and you can do things like that. You know, the approach to Sam Ellinger will be interesting to see kind of how they do that because it's made a big enough wave throughout the fan base that it there's at least going to be a discussion and we know that. I am just on a I'm I'm a I'm not a very emotional fan. I know what what pieces need to be in place, as do as does as do a lot of fans. I'm not saying I'm the only one, because God knows I'm not. But I know what pieces need to be in place. And I know that if you have a chance to get a veteran on that sideline that can be that second set of eyes for the starting quarterback. Look, Jim Sorgi was around for Peyton Manning forever. But Jim Sorgi got to learn from Peyton Manning. And this was a long-term situation. Matt Ryan's not a long-term situation. I'm thinking maybe two years. Jim Ursay says he wants to get four out of him. I'm thinking a couple years with Matt Ryan see what we can do, kind of help us water that championship window, that competitive window that the Colts have. Let's 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 water that grass with Matt Ryan for a couple of years. And yeah, you want to be looking for the future because nobody wants to go through that lull where you get a first nobody wants to get a first a, a number one overall pick. Nobody wants that. That means they're terrible. We've been there. The Colts have been there. That that 2000, that year was a very difficult year. 2011 was tough. So, yes, you want to plan for the future. Yes, you want to. It's nice to be in a situation where you can get a guy ready. I don't think that Sam Ellinger has showed enough for for the Colts to say, well, this is the plan. We're going to create, we're going to devise an entire plan around this kid from Texas. And hopefully he, you know, continues to develop in the way he has. I, I don't think there's enough there. If you're going to make these kind of moves that people are saying we should make, it's because you've got a guy who's not quite ready to start, who's not quite ready, but you see, you see so much of him that there's so many positives that you can't ignore it. Every picture I've seen of Sam Ellinger throwing a football, his footwork's off balance. I go back to the in the Detroit preseason game, the, the the long touchdown pass he threw to Desmond Patman. And everybody says, yes, it was a great downfield throw. It was a downfield throw. It was not a great throw. Desmond Patman had to come back to the football and then fall backwards into the end zone. Let's not forget he was wide open. There was nobody. The closest defender to Desmond Patman was in fucking Hancock County. So, yes, it's a great play. It gets people excited. It puts points on the board. But we're evaluating a person on his skill set. That touchdown pass was not one of them. The 45-yard run the other night was scrappy. Am I surprised the Colts beat Tampa Bay in the preseason? No. Tom Brady played, like, I, I think it was maybe just one series, maybe two series. I think I think he threw eight passes. <clears throat> no, I'm not surprised the Colts – the Colts never win preseason games, so you're always kind of surprised when they do, but no, I'm not surprised. I, I don't – I've always said this about the preseason. I don't look at wins and losses. I want to see guys do things, 
a lot of people have seen Sam Ellinger put up numbers. I am on the other side of that ticket where I, yeah, I see the numbers, but I haven't seen him do too many things. Like, I want to, there's been some precision passing. There's been some good things go right, but we've got to remember he is playing against third stringers. That is not going to be the case when you call that number. Let's say worst case scenario, you've got Sam Ellinger as your backup. You've, you've moved on from Nick Foles and Sam Ellinger as your backup. This kid, if ever he has to step into a football game, is going to be a deer in headlights. And he's going to ruin himself. And within two weeks, these same Colts fans that are demanding a first or second round pick for Sam Ellinger are going to chastise him. It's going to be terrible. And this is what's going to happen. Like Sam Ellinger, let's let's look at let's look at the 45-yard run. Chooses not to go down. Any Colts fan who watched him choose not to go down that was around when Andrew Luck was a football player for the Colts. And then you watch the future of your franchise not go down. Let's I mean, come on. Let's be real here. Nate Simmons says the Indy star is reporting that Sam has made the roster. Looking at my tracker here. I, I don't, uh, I, what I don't have in front of me is a, is a list of anybody who's been told they made the roster. I have a list of people who have been cut, and that's what I'm tracking. It's the cut list. And if Sam, look, look, if Sam's made the roster, there's two things I'm not going to do. One, I'm not going to be angry about that. Okay, I don't, I don't hate the idea of three quarterbacks that much. Um, well, I'm also not going to say, well, I guess I was wrong. You guys are all right. I, I, I still don't think anybody's right about Sam Ellinger. But if he's if, if he's earned a roster spot, look, he played really hard. He's been there in the locker room. The guys like him. The guys on the team like him. I there's 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 not an issue there. I think we are putting way too much value in the fact that this guy's the future of the franchise. And if Sam Ellinger's made the roster, I go back to my theory that they will keep him on the 53-man roster. They will let a lot of guys go through waivers and let everybody kind of get where they want and let that settle. And then they will demote him to the practice squad. Because I don't think the Colts are going to carry three quarterbacks. I just don't. So if if Sam Ellinger's made the roster, then that's what I think will happen. And that's, like I said, either way they approach it. Uh, Colts just traded for Grant Stewart. Go over here to my transactions page. That is that is interesting, interesting news. So when you look at the linebacker situation, uh, they did cut Ryan. They haven't cut anybody else to note, but that will obviously change that. You know, you look at guys like Weatherford and Doman, who were kind of borderline bubble roster guys. See, Mr. Irrelevant. All right. I see this now. Bucks trade Grant Stewart to Colts. We got to see what they, uh, we'll keep an eye on this and see what uh, the Colts sent. For Grant Stewart. So, okay. Okay. Interesting stuff. Like I said, 53-man roster day. This is going to be an exciting day full of stuff like this. And that's that's exciting to the people that pay attention to the bubble guys on the roster. Like, what's the what's the what's the special team strategy here? Right? I'm looking at this safety room, like, okay, Julian Blackman, okay, Nick Cross, okay, Rodney McLeod, Armani Watts is out for the year. So are we are we are we looking at, at Thomas second? Are we looking at Denbo? Um, who's got the greater special teams upside? Who can come in in the nickel provided there's an injury? Uh, who can do these things? 
So those are the fun things to watch for a guy like me who just loves football and loves this time of year. I also want to know what the Shaquille Leonard plan is because they are so wishy-washy and the Colts always do this. They're so wishy-washy about his return timetable. I don't think he'll be ready week one. And because I don't think he'll be ready week one, I think they'll pup list him. I don't think we see Darius Leonard, uh, Shaquille Leonard until week five is kind of the call that, that that's kind of what I see, what I could, the sense I can make it, but I could be wrong and that's fine. But I don't think we'll see Shaquille Leonard till week five. Gonna do a, another little searchy search here. Go back to a page that I was looking at earlier. Wasn't as well updated as I wanted it to be. But uh, Grant Stewart, seventh round draft pick acquired in trade with Tampa Bay in exchange for a 2023 sixth round pick. Okay, so you get a you get a backer for a sixth round pick. Okay, linebacker depth is you've got to think you're not going to trade for this guy, give up a sixth round pick, and then just cut him. 2023, Mr. Irrelevant, Grant Stewart, now a Colt. Um, again, in this linebacker room, look at this. You got Shaquille Leonard, Bobby Okereke, Zaire Franklin, and EJ Speed. Those guys are going to make the roster. Six backers is, has been the overall thought. They, it might be five, might be seven. I can't imagine it's five, um, especially with the Shaquille Leonard situation. So uh, JoJo Doman and, uh, and Weatherford were kind of the uh, – Mostly the consensus, like, these are going to be the guys. Uh, they did cut Forrest Ryan today. They're probably going to cut Bernard King later today. Um, and now, you know, we'll see what they do with this linebacker room moving forward into the day. I just got to keep updating my uh, my Googles here. I love it. I love this conversation. This is an exciting day for me. Speaking of, in- of exciting days, tomorrow... I am not I am not going to uh no let me wipe that clear and I'll edit that on the podcast later. Speaking of tomorrow, tomorrow I'm not going to work. Is what I was going to say. I'm not going to work tomorrow and I say that it's funny to me because Nate's my boss and he's in the chat. Uh, I'm not going to work tomorrow. Uh, he's actually working for me. Thanks, Nate. I will be headed to South Bend, Indiana uh, for a day of fun. I get to meet uh, an old hero of mine, Cubs hero of mine, a guy named Kerry Wood. You may remember him. May 6, 1998, struck out 20 Houston Astros. Uh, 2003 ALCS, big dinger to tie the ball game in game seven. The, Col- or the Cubs obviously ended up losing that game. But tomorrow I'll be traveling to South Bend. I get to meet Kerry Wood. Exclusive meet and greet with the Cubs legend, Kerry Wood. Um, I'll be at Four Winds Field for the game, but they actually have their uh, First Bank uh, Performance Center, which is attached to the to the ballpark, and that's where I'll go. I get a whole-ass buffet dinner. I get a whole meet and greet session. I get to take a couple of items to have Kerry sign. It's going to be awesome. I cannot wait. Um, driving to South Bend tomorrow for that and, and taking some stuff with me. Okay. Because we're going to go live tomorrow night from my hotel room in South Bend. We're going to talk about the experience that I had at four winds field, make a little podcast there. And then after that, the four winds casino, that's right. All the things tomorrow night is going to be such a great night. I, Cannot thank my wife enough for buying me that experience. I hate that she bought it just for me. I'll be uh, headed to South Bend and to spend an evening without my family, which I don't necessarily care for, but it's going to be awesome, and it was a great gift from my wife. I'm pretty stoked about it. He says, get back to the Colts. Geesh. Geesh. Everybody wants to get back to the Colts. Ah. I'm waiting, uh, waiting to hear more news more cuts, more things. We can go through this thing position by position. Um, <clears throat> so we're assuming the Colts keep three quarterbacks. We're going to go ahead and roll with that assumption here. We've got Ryan Foles and Ellinger. So that's a roster spot. But from the projections that I had, 
I had, like I said, I had a roster spot designated for Philip Lindsay. Not going to be the case. You got to think Deion Jackson is going to be the running back number three. Wide receivers. Um, I've seen a lot of reports that say Michael Strawn gets cut today, and that kind of sucks because the the upside with the guy is so good. Can't stay healthy. Um, if he does make the roster, he's going to be. He's going to be. Uh, if he does make the roster, he's. He's going to be hurt. He's going to be out to start the season on the pup list. So, you know, we'll see. Kiki QT fighting for that job and showed the other day that he has value on special teams. So could see Kiki QT number one, five as a Colts wide receiver deep in the depth chart. Pittman Jr. Campbell, Pierce Doolin. Those guys were always locks. Desmond Patman had to do a little bit of fighting for his job in this preseason. And I feel like he's done that. So, Desmond Patman, easy out of the roster. Kiki QT, we'll see what they do. Um, Fernia, Harris, and Nakua, those guys probably going to get cut today. But we don't know anything until we know anything. That's the thing. Tight end room. I was under the impression that with the injury to Ogletree, like I said earlier, they would keep a guy like uh, either Kalanick or Jacobson. I pretty much never thought it was going to be Jacobson. They played the last two games really well. But here's the thing, like, he's not a guy who's, he's not, he's not physically ready. Like he did play well, but he played well against third stringers and every report out there says he's just not ready to play yet. And I don't, I don't know why they would pup list him. I, I, I had the same confusion because he did play, he played okay, but nobody in the world with the exception of a few guys think that Michael Strong's going to make the roster today. We'll actually see if we can get a get an update there because I I want to see I, I I love the upside with that guy. The upside with that guy is we've we've seen spurts of it, right? But uh here we go. There we go. Ready to dominate and be the best that he is. 12 days ago, nine days ago. Nothing recent. Mike Strong no longer a secret, never was a secret. It's hard to find anything. Of course, I've got like four different places I'm looking at. I'm probably getting information overload. Let's woke up today to new cuts in Philip. Okay. Acquired Grant Stewart today. So Kalanick still, yeah. So that's been the latest update is that they acquired Grant Stewart, which we knew because we talked about. Thank you, Nate. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see who ends up in that receiver room because a lot of people think Kiki QT is going to be a Colt. And if Kiki QT is going to be a Colt, you got to think that means Patman or Strawn will not. I mean, I, I don't see more than six receivers on that roster. Could be seven. But again, like... If you're hanging on to a guy like Sam Ellinger, having seven receivers on your roster does not seem like the way to go. Because like I said, that third quarterback just occupies that roster spot. Pittman Jr., Campbell, Pierce, Doolin, those guys are going to be there. Patman, uh, Strong, we'll see. We'll see. The legend continues. We flip the page. Again, offensive line, Pryor, Nelson, Kelly, Pinter, Smith, Raymond. Looks like Pryor has solidified himself as our left tackle. Uh, they have also looked at the, they've they've looked at so much from the tackle guard situation with Raymond and Pryor. You know, you know Kelly's going to be in the center. You know Q's going to be the left guard. Um, they've looked at a couple options for right guard. Um, Kelly, Fries, those guys are going to make the roster. Um, I honestly thought Vandermark was going to make the roster. Jordan Murray's the only other one that got cut. French is still out there, so our French fries combo, which I agree and think it's the most marketable thing you can do, right? I mean, is Wesley French that bad? Keep him on there. Here's the thing. Those guys are going to be on the bench. So you got French fries on the bench. It's a marketing genius. Marketing genius. Win your job in the last name, Wesley French. I love it. I'm rooting for it. Defensive line, Ngakwe, Pei, Buckner, Stewart, Odeingbo. 
locks. Odenigbo, Bangu, and Lewis are the guys that I think they'll hang on to. The only defensive lineman cut today has been R.J. McIntosh. So we'll see how that develops throughout the day. Like I said, these guys have till 4 o'clock. I'm not going to sit here and watch it the whole time. But these guys have till 4 o'clock to make these transactions and get that roster solidified down at 53. Stewart and a seventh rounder, four sixth rounder. Pretty good trade for a guy who played all 19 games for the Bucs as a rookie. The reality is, be a good support linebacker. I, I don't know that, I mean, I don't know where he stands in comparison to EJ Speed, who's pretty much our fourth linebacker. And of course, depth at linebacker is always going to be helpful in the, in the fact that we don't know when we're going to see Shaquille Leonard. So, cornerbacks, Katie Moore, Stephon Gilmore, Isaiah Rogers, and Faison will all be there. Um, I, I got a big vote for Marvell Tell. I think I think Thomas will be a safety, helping in that safety room with the injury to Armani Watts. Might be Denbo. You never know. This is the Colts year. I agree, man. I think this is where, where it is. Weatherford is a beast. Uh, like I said, he's still... To me, he's still a bubble guy to make the roster, but he is a beast. A little more, a little more preseason overreaction, which I, I'm not going to lie. I love the preseason overreaction. There's nothing more fun than watching those guys that you don't get to see very often and absolutely blowing them up. They deserve it. They deserve that time. They deserve that, that, that camera time and that field time. So we'll see what these, uh, we'll see what uh, they do. Like I said, with the trade for Stewart, who knows? I, I don't know where he's going to end up as far as from a depth chart standpoint, but I can't, like I said, I can't imagine I, I, you, you have to think he's going to make the roster. You have to think every other linebacker that's on the bubble in that linebacker room is like, fuck. You have to think that we'll see. Matt hack. What a punting day he had against the bucks. Got to like that. Obviously, you're going to miss Rigoberto Sanchez. He does a great job on the field, and he's an even better guy off the field. You're going to miss that. You're going to miss that as a fan. You will. Hack come in, did a great job. I think he averaged 53 yards a punt was his average against the Bucks. Luke Rhodes, hot rod. How many of you guys think, and Jake Verity is not a very good kicker uh, when compared to Rodrigo Blankenship. I, I witnessed that at camp, but how many of you guys think that the, the rec specs, the marketability of Rodrigo Blankenship helps him earn his job? I haven't seen, and, and it's because I haven't had a chance to see, I haven't seen a lot of improvement in hot rods power and that leg power. I will still cringe every time the man lines up to kick a field goal of over 50 yards because it that the proof in that power hasn't been there. He's consistent, he's accurate, and he's marketable. But I wonder how much of that marketability helps him earn his job. That's just a thought. I could be wrong. Maybe the guy's got legs of steel. Guess what else? College football starts this weekend, and the Indiana Hoosiers are at home against Illinois on Friday night. And I thought about going. Labor Day weekend, college football, IU, Illinois. I don't have the, uh, let me see here. I don't have the TV room. I don't know where that's going to be on television. I assume it'll be on television, at least, if nothing else, Big Ten Network. But Hoosiers and the Illini kicking off the Big Ten season in 2022. IU football, a lot of people think they're going to be about a 4-8 and eight team. I think they're going to be a lot better than that. Got Idaho and Western Kentucky in weeks two and three. Then you go to Cincinnati. We'll see how good, uh, we'll see how good we are in Cincinnati on the 24th. Cincinnati currently ranked number 23 in the country. Indiana's got dates with Michigan in Bloomington this year, the number eight Wolverines head to Bloomington this year. 
we head to Columbus to play the Ohio State Buckeyes. Penn State's coming back. And the old Oak and Bucket game, November 26th in Bloomington, Indiana. Puck for due. That's all I'm going to say about that. Not a not a lot of high praise and uh, not a lot of not a lot of expectations for uh, Leo and Tom Allen down there. Like I said, I hope uh, you know everything Indiana football has done has been proving people wrong, and that's been the way it is for years. So we'll see. We'll see what they do. We'll see what they do. Baseball. Who's going to beat the Mets? That's my that's my pick. Somebody asked me the other day who I would. Who I would bet on if I had to bet on a World Series winner? The Mets. Thoughts on DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf doesn't have a quarterback. Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy's very good. Got Russell Wilson. Josh Jacobs. I don't know. I'm, I'm back and forth on Josh Jacobs. There, I had a couple of chances to take him in both leagues I'm in, and I didn't. Jerry Judy could have a breakout year. Russell Wilson's if if you get if you get a good version of Russell Wilson, which we'll see, then Jerry Judy could have could very well have a breakout year. He's very talented, very talented wide receiver. DK Metcalf. I just <laughs> I I can't see. I don't know. God, Seattle quarterbacks are horrible. They're going to start Geno. Drew Locke is his backup. I I just I have a hard time. I didn't pick. I I, I again DK Metcalf. Another guy I looked at, but it was, for me it was a hard no on DK Metcalf. Because Seattle just doesn't have a quarterback. I mean, they've got a couple, but. Maybe they should go get Sam Ellinger. I don't know why I'm that way on this. It's not even that I want to be right. I hope I hope in I hope in 2025 Sam Ellinger's the consensus starter and pro bowler. I really do. I just have to be realistic here. I have to talk about things that are realistic and I don't I don't see it. I don't see it. I know a lot of a lot of fans of teams dive into their emotions. They want their draft picks to be right. They want their young guys to come up and develop in the system, right? They want to develop these guys from draft pick, bench guy. Everybody wants an Aaron Rodgers. Now, I, I don't think that's a real fair comparison because nobody ever thought Sam Ellinger was going to be Aaron Rodgers, even when Aaron Rodgers was sitting behind Brett Favre all those years. I don't think that not necessarily, I don't want to be taken and quoted on that comparison. But everybody wants to bring a guy up, right? Have him sit behind this guy for so long and see what he can do. Aaron Rodgers was always going to be good without his time sitting behind Brett Favre. He was always going to be good. Eight years from now, I want to be able to say the same thing about Sam Ellinger. Come in, make a splash, do some big things. And I'll say, you know what? I was wrong. He was always going to be good. I don't know that tutelage from... Veterans, like a lot of people say, have them sit behind Ryan and Foles and learn. You can't teach somebody to be talented. You just can't. You can teach them how to work. You can teach them how to work. And hey, look, really, really fucking hard work can make up for a lot of lack in talent. But you can't teach somebody how to be a, a first or second round quarterback talent. You just cannot teach that. At least not at this level. When you're young, you can you can be taught that. Look at the Mannings. Of course, that's natural God-given Manning talent. The things that Sam Ellinger needs to acquire from Matt Ryan, he can't. I full well believe after seeing what he's done this year, Sam Ellinger already knows how to work hard. He's wildly improved. We shall see. I was really hoping more of these updates would happen throughout the course of this podcast. But uh, the trade for Grant Stewart has happened, so that that's pretty cool. Uh, shout out again to Nate for reporting that in the chat. 
I want everybody to know that that was first reported in the chat. Did I ever get my Russell Wilson trade? No, I spent an entire draft the other day trying to trade what Russell Wilson and tell me if I'm wrong here. I kept, it's a keeper league. I kept Russell Wilson and Jonathan Taylor. And then in the first round, Josh Allen comes to me down there at the sixth pick. And I'm like, I'm fucking not passing on Josh Allen, not in a keeper league. A lot of people say, no, you don't draft quarterback in the first round. It's a keeper league. So I already had Russell Wilson and Jonathan Taylor. So Josh Allen falls to me in the first round. Shocking to me. I can't believe he didn't get a kept. And then I, I, I can't believe that he fell to me at number six in the first round of a keeper league. I'm not, not drafting Josh Allen there. Immediately. Once I picked Josh Allen, Russell Wilson became available for trade. And I made that known to everybody in my draft. I made that known that Russell Wilson is available for trade. I offered, I want to say this into a microphone. I offered my brother, Russell Wilson straight up for Travis Kelsey. Denied. Now, what I will say too about this league so that there's context, we have a tight end spart- starting spot. There's no wide rec- there's no wide receiver tight end flex. There is a spot where you must put a tight end in. Who's got two? Oh yeah, no, the Seattle Seahawks have two backups. I was like, who's got two backups? That's what I love about my buddy Nate. He will fucking absolutely put me in check. I I have to fucking scour everything. Anyway, I offered my brother straight up Russell Wilson for Travis Kelsey. At the time, his only quarterback was Joe Burrow. And I can get why you would put your eggs in the Joe Burrow basket there. But Russell Wilson for Kelsey, I thought it was fair. He denied it. I said, okay. Okay. No big deal. Russell Wilson and my sixth round pick for Travis Kelsey. Spoiler alert, I didn't have a tight end. (laughs) He says no again. Russell Wilson, Terry McLaurin, and my sixth-round pick for Travis Kelsey. Denied yet again. He's fucking sticking to Travis Kelsey. And like I said, full disclaimer, like we do have a spot in this league where you have to start a tight end. When you talk about a tight end that you want in every game, there's four of them maybe. So I get the hang on to Travis Kelsey. He wanted to hang on to Kelsey as bad as I wanted to get a tight end that wasn't David and Joku. Everybody says, well, the Browns use David and Joku. I'm like, you haven't seen Jacoby Brissett play quarterback as much as I have. Yeah. You came in at the right time. Little bro there in the chat. Hey, I just want you to know too, Corey, that trade Travis Kelsey for uh, uh, for Russell Wilson and Terry McLaurin and my sixth round pick is still uh, still uh, still out there for you in case you want to grab that. In case you want to grab that. That's there. Oh, man. Huh? Oh. That was the sound of my computer, and I probably won't be able to edit that. <laughs> Good times. What we've been doing today is we've been watching the Colts heavily. We're going to watch the Colts all day, but I wanted to talk about things that have already happened. Oh, up, up, up. Got a cut. Got a cut. Josh, Sel- Josh Seltzner has been cut offensive lineman, so he will not be making the roster. All that does is increase my odds for this French fries thing. Okay, I think this French fries thing is gold. Josh Seltzner's been waived. Offensive guard. You know who's hanging on? Wesley French is hanging on. This French fries thing might be happening, guys. I'm just saying. They used it in the preseason. Turned out to be a great thing. People loved it. Viral on the internet. Look at that. The Colts got French fries. I say keep doing it. I say keep doing it. Market the shit out of it. Anyway. That's just my take on it deep into this. I started to talk about baseball for a second and you guys wouldn't let me. 
I'm still saying, put your money on the New York Mets. Put your money on the fucking New York Mets. I'm sure the Dodgers are great. That's that's fine. It's cute. One thing I know about the Dodgers as of recent, with the exception of the COVID year, they don't win. You won in 2020. Anybody who won a championship in 2020 gets an asterisk. Okay? LeBron James won in the bubble. Congratulations. You get an asterisk. The National League Central sucks. But the Chicago Cubs are four games exactly ahead of the fourth place Cincinnati Reds. And the Cubs and Reds collectively have put the Pittsburgh Pirates back where they belong, which is in the fucking cellar. I always say this. I obviously got a ton of Reds fans or friends. And they always give me shit. They're like, oh, the Cubs play the Reds. About to hear some fireworks at Great American. I'm like, congratulations. You're the tallest midget. Cubs suck. The Reds suck. The Central Division is the worst in baseball. The National League Central, worst division in baseball. Um, well, actually, no. Top to bottom? It's the AL Central. Yeah. It's not real. Well, it didn't used to be real baseball, though. It's the American League. No, the Cubs are terrible. 55 and 73. 19 games out of first place. Just a just a really, really, really tough year. Um, there's been some good things, though. There's been some real bright spots. If you're a Cubs fan at all, like I am, Nico Horner's been fantastic. Um, there's there's a lot of good potential. Uh, some of those guys they got when they dumped their core, rest their souls. I want to talk about that Cubs core they dumped, too. Anthony Rizzo's the only guy that's been solid, and he's really good. He'd Look, Anthony Rizzo would be the star of the show on almost any other team. But he's in there with those fucking mutants, Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton. Anthony Rizzo's like, look, I can hit dingers. These guys are like, hold my beer, idiot. Like, it's unreal how the Yankees hit the ball. I like watching the Rays. The Rays are really good. The Houston Astros are the are not. Let me see here. How do I want to say this? They're Seven to one the other day. The Mets are the statistic or the uh, odds favorites right now to win the World Series. The Astros seven to one right now to win the World Series. I fucking hate the Astros. I had a discussion the other night with a guy who bet on the Astros. I fucking hate the Astros. I hate the Astros, but I love Jose Altuve. Even though he was probably the biggest cheater of them all in the field. I don't know. It's fucking hard, man emotionally draining Kelsey is basically a receiver Wilson is a QB2 in fantasy at best QB2 are you crazy are you crazy Russell Wilson has a cannon and got them legs he's out of a situation in Seattle that sucked Pete Carroll the Orioles will make the wild card my brother says Um, no, they won't. No, they might. The Orioles have are the Orioles. The fourth place Orioles are a half game behind the first place Cleveland Guardians. <coughs> and the Seattle Mariners are going to fuck all that up for everybody because they're going to come in and actually be kind of good. Yeah. Yeah, the Orioles have an outside shot of a wild card. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Who likes the Orioles, though? 21 games behind the number one Cardinals. Ugh. Ugh. I love the live chat. This is why I do these live. I was going to do one. So, full disclosure, I'll tell a quick story. I had every intention on a 6 a.m. Monday morning release for the first episode of this podcast, which is like the fourth first episode, but that doesn't matter. I had full plans on a 6 a.m. Monday morning release for this. I recorded it, not live. It was very late. I was very tired. I got up the next day, finished the edits, and then I listened to some of it back and listened to a lot of it back, skipped around in some places. And as you got deeper into that episode, I think I was falling asleep on the microphone. 
So for anybody who was looking forward to that 6 a.m. Monday morning release, it didn't happen. And that's okay. That's okay. Look, I'll fail a million times. I just have to succeed once. This is going to be it. It's been a good little show. It's been a good little, been a fun hour. Lots of participation. We broke news of a trade on the podcast. Thanks to my friend, Nate. Uh, got a, got a broke news of a roster cut. I want to see another, like, I want to see another, like, big time cut though. Like, not that I want to see anybody lose their job. It's not that. I just, I know a lot of things are going to happen. I was really hoping a lot of them happen between the hours of 1030 and 1130 or about noon. Yeah. We got what we could. We got what we could. What was that? Had some notes here. Yeah, had some notes here. Big things to look forward to in the next few days for the Colts is just to get more information from Shaquille out of Shaquille Leonard. We've got to get more information on this guy and his injury and when he's going to be able to contribute to the Colts. And it, it matters a lot for today because, like I said, if they pup list him, that's fine, but he has to miss four weeks if they pup list him. So let's not do that. Or let's not let's not have to do that. Let's plan for that. Yeah, if they pup list him, he's got to miss four weeks. We won't see him till week five. That's like I said, I know that that's what they're battling up there right now as far as the linebacker room goes. Um Okereke being the number one option outside of Leonard with Zaire Franklin and EJ Speed. And as good as people say our linebackers are, when I hear Okereke, Franklin, and Speed as our as our top three outside of Leonard, that does not excite me when it comes to when it comes to this this situation. We need captain out there. Five three's got to be there. The maniac's got to be there. Uh, but we want him there healthy. Okay. He's obviously not been rushed back. He's been in a jersey and shorts throughout training camp. He's been an emotional leader on the field. I've seen that for myself, having been at training camp. But we got to have him back in pads. We got to have him in uniform, doing what Maniac do. And until we get that, I have a feeling there are going to be struggles on defense. I really like our secondary, though. Kenny Moore, Stephon Gilmore, Julian Blackman, Nick Cross has been amazing in the preseason. We'll see if that translates to the post or to the regular season. Nick Cross, though, earned himself they they earned himself not, notably a starting job. They think he's the guy back there. Got Rodney McLeod also has something to say about that. We'll see how they mix up those coverages and what they do. Stephon Gilmore, lockdown number five, lockdown. Receiver is about to go to Five Island. It's going to be a great time. I'm excited. I'm excited for this cold season. Uh, the right guy is at the helm. The The best guy we could have got. I don't know that we could have went out and got a better guy for the situation that we were in for the need that we had. So I, I'm stoked. A lot of people think this is the year. There are no two better corners in the league than Moore and Gilmore. Change my mind. I don't know that I can't. I really don't know that I can't. I mean, Kenny Moore's out here making highlight reel catches last year. Stephon Gilmore, you know what you get. You know what you get with Stephon Gilmore. You saw it all through training camp. You've seen it all through his time in the league. It's going to be a good time. I'm I'm jacked. I'm Jack. Can't wait. Sunday, September 11th, 1 p.m. in Houston, Texas. The league is yelling draft gate again. They can yell only one. Nobody cares. Is there a messenger thing going on? (laughs) So the fantasy football league I'm in on our messenger... Was uh, is uh, they think it's draft gate, man. They think I'm pulling some shady shit in the fantasy football world. Look, I got two fantasy football teams that I drafted this past weekend, they're both solid. I'm excited. I, I'm guilty of not being the best person at paying attention to fantasy football. Then I go in on Sunday and I'm like, shit, okay, I left that guy in for Thursday. 
oh shit, I missed this. Um, you know, I, I'm very, very last minute with fantasy football. Didn't used to be the case. Okay. I used to be competitive and give my brother a run for his money. Will the Colts keep Ellinger? Uh, that's the question we addressed at the beginning of the podcast. We talked, I talked at length about my thoughts on Sam Ellinger. Uh, the reports have come out. Apparently, I haven't seen any of it yet, but apparently there have been reports that they are keeping Ellinger. Um, I guess uh, the Indy Star was uh, cited in said report. I have not personally seen that. I've been scouring the internet for all kinds of things, but I got talking to microphones, so you know, I'm busy busy at the moment so i haven't found that we did find the grant stewart trade um colts gave up a sixth rounder for grant stewart and they got a seventh round pick in return guy started all the games for tampa bay last year so yeah we'll see uh we'll see how this turns out but uh, as far as sam ellinger goes i don't i don't know like I said, I gave my opinion. Um, I don't know that we need three quarterbacks for the backup quarterback role. There's not a guy on our team better suited for that role than Nick Foles. That's the guy I want under the headphones with the clipboard. I personally think, let's let's assume the reports of keeping Sam Ellinger are true. I personally believe that if they keep Sam Ellinger, they will hang on to him on the 53-man let waivers kind of clear and let people go out and get what they want and let those waivers do their thing, let the dust settle on that, and then try to sneak him onto the practice squad is what I think. Hey, Zach, let's address your fantasy team that you put in the comments a second ago. You got Mahomes, always a good option. JT, the best option. Jacobs, DK, Jerry Judy, Schultz, Claypool, St. Steve, Butker, the KC kicker. Yeah, you did okay. Yeah, it's a solid roster. I mean, anytime you have Patrick Mahomes, you're doing great. That guy's going to put up numbers. Jonathan Taylor, number one running back, and I think consensus most fantasy leagues. Yeah, if you found a way to get Mahomes and Taylor, that's actually really solid. I uh, I got, I got that's a good squad. That's a real good squad. You know what else is a real good squad? I got Josh Allen and Jonathan Taylor. And just to be an asshole, still have Russell Wilson, the best backup quarterback in fantasy football. <laughs> Having a blast. Having such a blast. But, hey, you know what? It's been about an hour, so I'm going to start wrapping things up here. I'm going to scour the Internet one more time to see if we can find any more uh, big Colts news. Let's get one more, one more big cut. Before we go, let's see here. Yeah. Yeah, don't have anything yet. Don't have anything yet. The final 53 being cut down today. I think the, still the big news was Philip Lindsay. Everybody thought Philip Lindsay was going to make the roster. And uh, now who's running back number three? That's, 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 the, that's the big question is who's running back number three? And... Uh, I, you know, you got Naheem Hines and Jonathan Taylor are obviously your guys. Uh, Deion Jackson, obviously, he's probably running back number three at this point. I mean, Deion Jackson. And then you, Tyson Williams. Like, that. those are the four running backs they have left. Taylor Hines, Jackson, and Tyson Williams. Don't know a whole lot about second-year guy out of BYU. Maybe it works. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I. I I'm really. I want to see more about why they decided not to keep Philip Lindsay. Because that seemed like an obvious move. But we shall see that backfield. Trevor Denbo. Will Trevor Denbo make the roster? I like watching this bubble stuff. A lot of people. A lot of the casual guys are like, oh, I don't know who that is. Been watching it the whole time. Trevor Denbo. Uh, they have not cut. Uh, oh, where they have not cut down everybody completely yet, but that's all coming. Yeah. 
I guess the Colts know more than I do <laughs> about their roster. Wesley French, though, still on the roster. Let's let's make sure we know that. Re- Wesley French is still on the roster. Tony Brown is still on the roster. Anthony Chesley, we know he's been cut. Um, Dallas Flowers, another guy who could possibly compete for those cornerback spots. Got a couple available, but I I, I personally think it'd be Marvell Tell. We'll get in. I think Marvell Tell will get in there. Uh, Tony Brown probably as well as a guy that I had picked. Rodney Thomas is going to. Uh, I think Rodney Thomas will help fill that safety void that Armani Watts is leaving, but it could be Trevor Dembo. Marcel Dabo, uh, also still out there amongst the safeties. <clears throat> Lots of questions to be answered today about the bubble of this roster, about what we're going to do with Darius Leonard, and about the future of Sam Ellinger. So there's a whole lot to talk about. That's my that's my precursor to tomorrow's show. We're going to talk about Shaquille Leonard and what their plan is moving forward with him. We're going to talk about... Um, Basically, the final 53-man roster. Sam Ellinger, what might be the plan for that? We'll know all this when we finally see it, and it finally is finalized. Right now, Colt's doing a lot of work today to cut this down. Let's look at some comments real quick before we go. That's a good squad. DK is a question mark with their quarterback situation. Uh, Yeah, he is, because Geno Smith is their starting quarterback. I had, like I said, I, I said this earlier, I had a chance to take DK, did not take DK, had no interest in DK. Because they don't have a quarterback. I mean, like Nate said earlier, they've got two backup quarterbacks. So not 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 the, not necessarily the receiver that I personally would go for. DK is a very talented guy. There's no question DK Metcalf is a very talented guy. Not the guy I would have went for just because of their quarterbacks. I really hope they find a different situation because DK is a, a great talent. But Seattle is going to be a last place team. All right, look at that. Hour and five minutes in and all done. So I'm going to sit here for another minute. Seattle needs to go get Jimmy G. That's huge. Jimmy Garoppolo signed with the 49ers. I don't know who, who missed that yesterday. That surprised me, surprised everybody. Jimmy Garoppolo restructured his deal with the 49ers. I'm going to go. Check this out now and find that. Now, Garoppolo restructured his deal with, with San Francisco. So now are they did they restructure his deal to make him more of a more of an appetizing trade? I I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know what's going on. Either that or just Trey Lance just sucks. Or maybe they wanted to get Debo Samuel signed before they did anything. The contract, nope. Okay, so here we go. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo's deal to stay in San Francisco, restructured his, restructured everything, and has a no-trade clause. And has a no-trade clause. Jimmy Garoppolo wants to be in San Francisco, and San Francisco actually, I, I can only imagine that they just think Trey Lance sucks at this point. That's the only thing I can imagine. I saw people commenting like, oh, yeah, Jimmy G's going to be Trey Lance's backup. I, I highly doubt that. I highly doubt that he's going to be Trey Lance's backup. Yeah. I So I read about that briefly yesterday. I had a lot going on yesterday. But I read about that briefly yesterday and saw, you know, hey, I'm going to stay in Seattle or uh, stay in San Francisco. Seattle should have went and got somebody. And to, to your point, you don't really need to retract that statement. Seattle should have went and got somebody. Like Jimmy G, as of yesterday, wasn't available. Restructured deal, no trade clause. Why do you not go? Sam Darnold, of course, now he's hurt. They weren't in on the Baker Mayfield sweepstakes. Like, what what has Seattle done this offseason? Aside from just saying, the only thing I can, I can, the only thing I can think of is they're just saying, we're not going to spend any fucking money. Because no matter who's here, we're going to be terrible. And we're going to rebuild. It's the only thing I can think of. 
I don't know why Geno Smith would get a starting job over Drew Locke. We've seen Geno Smith. We know what happens. Do you think he's a good running quarterback? He's not. Happens every time. Again, none of my statements are against these guys as humans. I'm just a guy who talks about sports. And as far as that goes, I'm going to stop being a guy who talks about sports because I'm going to go do other shit. But guys, I appreciate you checking out the Sean B show episode numero uno. Got to go do some updates because there's a lot of ums and ahs in there. And that's how I operate. But uh, Sean B show episode one. Hey, like I said, tomorrow night, I will be live from my hotel in South Bend, Indiana, as I go to four winds field and meet Carrie Wood, one of my Cubs heroes. I'm stoked about that. Thank you to my wife for making that happen for me. Yeah. Tomorrow night, more Colts talk from my hotel room. We'll see what this 53-man roster became today, and uh, we'll get more of that out there and discuss more of that. It's going to be an interesting live from the hotel room because I'm pretty sure I'm on mobile, but recording a podcast, it'll be it'll be an interesting little, we'll have to see how this goes. It's a fun journey. Guys, thank you for watching and listening to the Sean B. Show. I will see you guys very soon.